listening to the Read Aloud Revival Podcast. This is the podcast that helps you make meaningful and lasting connections with your kids through books. Hello, hello, Sarah McKenzie here, and you've got episode 94 of the Read Aloud Revival Podcast. Today is an exciting day because we're releasing this episode on March 27th, and that means the Read Aloud family making meaningful and lasting connections with your kids. The brand new book is available now wherever books are sold. So you can head into your local bookshop. You could go to a Barnes Noble. You could go online and grab your copy of The Read Aloud Family. I am so excited to get this book into your hands. One of the best ways we can get the message of reading aloud with our kids, little all the way up to teens, is to help libraries know that this is a book their communities would like. So one way you can help us get the word out about the Read Aloud family is by requesting that your local library get the book and put it on their shelves. And that way, people who are just browsing through the library can get inspired to read aloud with their kids as well. If you are reading the Read Aloud family, I would love to see pictures. So share them on Instagram, share them on Facebook, hashtag them, Read Aloud family. And so that I don't miss them, I can't wait to see the book in your hands. Today, we're actually going to be talking about the lowdown on reading aloud with zero to three-year-olds. Because let's face it, (laughs) reading aloud with toddlers can be a little tricky. I'll tell you what we're going to do here over the next few weeks. Reading aloud with a toddler can be a very different experience than reading aloud with a six-year-old. And that is a very different experience than reading aloud with a 10-year-old or a teenager, right? Well, what we're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks here on the Read Aloud Revival podcast is talking about how to read aloud with different age groups, maybe the benefits of reading aloud to each age group, the things that might trip you up, the tricky parts of each age, the kinds of things you want to look for in the books you're reading with those kids. Of course, I will share a couple of favorites and some resources that will help you. So this is going to be a fun couple of weeks. Today, we're going to start with zero to three-year-olds, and we're just going to work our way up all the way up to teens over the next few weeks. It's going to be fun. Before we start with today's episode on zero to threes, I wanted to answer a question we're getting a lot lately about the new book I wrote, The Read Aloud Family. Several people have written in and said, I've listened to all the Read Aloud Revival podcasts. Some people say, I've listened to all the Read Aloud Revival podcasts, and I'm a Read Aloud Revival premium member. Do I really need to get the book? Is there anything in there that I don't haven't already heard you say? And here's the thing about writing a book. It's hard to be objective about it because you're really close to it. I spent, well, years actually preparing to write that book. And then I spent an entire year doing the actual writing, a little more than that, actually. And so it's really hard for me to answer those questions objectively. So what I did is I asked some of our earliest readers. I went to some early readers who have listened to either all or most of the Read Aloud Revival podcasts, all of them also premium members to find out what they think about the book. Because if you've listened to a lot of the podcasts and you're a premium member, do you need the book? And I thought maybe they could answer you better than I could. So the first answer came from Beth. She said, Yes, definitely get the book. I have heard every episode of the Read Aloud Revival. And I liked the fact that the Read Aloud Family book brings all that information together in one place 
with references to the people and sources that go along with a new book list. And then Mary Beth wrote in and said, I would 100% still recommend it to families like mine who read aloud and who listen to the Read Aloud Revival podcast regularly. The book lists alone are worth the publishing price, as is the chapter on asking compelling questions. I found the book to be encouraging toward what I'm already doing, but also motivating to continue to read aloud even more. I feel like it's not only a good refresher, but it still offers plenty of new information and lots of new recommendations on the book lists. That is true. I can tell you that objectively, <laughs> that several of the books, actually many, many, many of the books on the book list are going to be books that you hopefully haven't heard of before. That was one of my goals. And I've been really delighted as I've heard back from early readers that they were shocked at how many of the books on the book list they hadn't heard of before. So that's really fun. There's almost 400 books recommended in the Read Aloud family. I've read them all cover to cover, so I can heartily recommend them. I give you age recommendations and all that good stuff in the book. Okay, if you haven't picked up a copy, go to wherever books are sold, grab yourself a copy, and then snap a picture because I want to see the Read Aloud family in your hands. All right, it is time for us to dig into the lowdown on reading aloud to newborns all the way up to three-year-olds. So if you have a copy of the Read Aloud family, you want to read chapter 12. If you have a child in this age range from zero to three, that is called Books Are Delicious. And it's a great chapter specifically for parents of zero to three-year-olds. But let's talk about why. Why read aloud to kids who are newborn, (laughs) to babies who are tiny newborns, and then all the way up to age three. Here's something interesting you might not know, but studies show us that babies who are read to at six months of age have stronger vocabularies and better literacy skills when they begin school. So that's kind of amazing to think that the reading we do with this teeny tiny baby is having an impact on their school success later, but that's how it works. So that's a benefit. And of course, there's all kinds of benefits to the sophisticated language patterns and the vocabulary you're reading. Even from board books and picture books, it's usually more sophisticated and more correct language than we use in conversation. So they're getting all that through the ear, and that's all academic benefit when they get older. But I really think the main benefit of reading aloud with kids from zero to three is because we help our kids associate books and stories with affection. Right out of the gate, we basically demonstrate to our babies that reading is something wonderful. We cuddle them in our lap and we look at the pictures and And they get that automatic and very early appreciation for books as something wonderful to delight in. A couple things can trip you up when you're reading aloud with uh, little tiny babies. And there's a picture of me. I found it not too long ago with my oldest daughter, who is now 16 and a sophomore in high school. (laughs) She was eight weeks old and I was laying on my tummy reading a board book with her. And her eyes were all big and blue and staring at the pictures. And I don't think I had stumbled across Jim Trelease's Read Aloud Handbook. Actually, I know I hadn't stumbled across it yet. But I was reading aloud with her because I must have had some kind of gut feeling that this was something that I should be doing or wanted to do with her. And it's so interesting to me to realize that all this research actually backs up that practice. There is some research that even backs up sort of the beauty and comfort that 
reading aloud to our kids in utero does. So you can even read reading aloud books to your baby when you're pregnant with them. I think it's the, I'm pretty sure, and I don't have the studies on this particular fact, but I think it's the sound of mom's voice. And when you're reading aloud, especially if it's a picture book or something, it's pretty, the cadence and the rhythm of it is very soothing. And so I can understand how that would be really comforting to a child. Anyway, a couple of things that can trip you up when reading with a, a zero to three-year-old is that it, most of the time it doesn't look like they're paying attention. <laughs> that picture of Audrey at eight weeks old, she was paying attention. <laughs> but then, especially once they get mobile, they don't, you know, they crawl away, they pick up the board book and shove it in their mouth. Sometimes they, once they can turn the pages, they turn the pages faster than you can read the words. So you feel like I'm not even reading this and she's turning the pages and I'm getting frustrated. They are paying attention. They are, ben- let me say this, they are benefiting from it even when they look like they're not paying any attention at all. A zero to three-year-old is getting so many benefits from hearing beautiful language spoken out loud from you, even if they're eating the book or not getting all the words on the page. So I wouldn't stress if your toddler is turning pages too fast and you're not reading all the words on the page, don't worry about it. You don't even have to read the words on the page. You could just point at the pictures and notice something on each page. Basically, what we're doing is we are prioritizing the time that we spend with our babies. We're fully present with them and we're helping them associate books with delight and affection. And that's a really, really important thing to do at this age. When you're choosing books for your zero to threes, in general, you're going to want, remember this principle that good books are stories that parents love to read and that children love to listen to. (laughs) If you are going crazy reading a book over and over and over again, there's a good chance you're just not going to want to read aloud to your child. And C.S. Lewis, of course, has the wonderful quote where he says that a children's story, which is enjoyed only by children, is a bad children's story. There are a wide variety of book, board books and picture books that are geared towards zero to threes that are painful to read. But there are also amazingly wonderful ones that you won't really mind reading again and again and again. So you want to look for a couple things. You want to look for predictable patterns. You want to look for simple and pleasant text and illustrations that cause your child to look a little longer than necessary. Now, what do we mean by predictable patterns? Think about Bill Martin Jr. and Eric Carle's book, Brown Bear, Brown Bear, What Do You See? That book is very comforting to a child. It has a predictable pattern where they they can predict what's going to happen on each page And after they've read it a few times, they may even be able to read it back to you. If they're, you know, maybe two or three, they can actually say the words back to you. Books like The Very Hungry Caterpillar by Eric Carle are also predictable. And they have a pattern that is very soothing and comforting and excellent for children of this age. Rhymes are also really good choices for this age. So Mother Goose is pretty much always a win. And there are quite there's quite a variety of Mother Goose books that are really well done. In the Read Aloud family, I think I recommend four or five different Mother Goose versions. But really, there's a reason that Mother Goose has stood the test of time. And that's because the rhymes have a very special place in the life of a child, especially this age. And then remember, repetition, repetition, repetition. In the Read Aloud handbook, Jim Trelease writes that Repeated readings of fewer books are better than a huge collection read infrequently. 
So with zero to three-year-olds, I would focus less on trying to build up some really big, bulky library of books. And I would instead curate a nice collection of fewer books that you enjoy reading aloud that have that, you know, those good patterns, that pleasant text, those nice illustrations that your child wants to listen to again and again. What you'll probably find with most zero to three-year-olds is that rather than having you read them a new book, they would almost always prefer for you to read them their favorite books again. So that's helpful to keep in mind. And it's easier on the budget too. The most important part of reading with a zero to three-year-old is that you keep that joy connection alive and healthy. And remember that any time at all that you spend reading aloud with a child who is zero to three, that's a win. (laughs) Even if they start eating the book, even if they throw the book on the floor and then run their truck over it, (laughs) even if they don't look like they're paying attention. I know with toddlers in my house, one of the things that I have found really helpful Let's say about one, it starts working, works really well with two and three-year-olds, is when they're having one of those completely out of control, unreasonable fits, I just plunk myself down and start reading aloud one of their books to myself. And I don't ever say, do you want mommy to read you a story? Because when a two or three-year-old is throwing a fit, they do not want you to read them a story. They do not want anything. They do not. They just want no, that they want to shout no and scream, right? And so what I have found is if I sit down and just start reading the story, So often, once they realize I'm reading, which may take a couple of minutes, a couple of pages, if they're being really loud and unreasonable, then they realize, oh, I, they'll kind of wander over to me and sit down. So many times we've had kids that are just crying and throwing a fit and have been calmed by the pages of a book. And it's a very simple way to just bring some rhythm and calm to your child's heart, which is a really helpful thing (laughs) for a two or three year old and for you. Now, let me share a couple of favorite books for zero to three-year-olds. I'm going to share two board books and then my very favorite version of Mother Goose. The first one I want to tell you about, which you might not have seen before, is Hush, a Thai Lullaby by Min Fang Ho. It's illustrated by Holly Mead. And this book actually won a Caldecott Award for Holly Mead's really lovely illustrations. It's rhyming. So just one of the rhymes from the book says, Lizard, lizard, don't come peeping. Can't you see my baby sleeping? In this story, each of these critters threatens to wake the baby. And the mother says, don't come peeping or don't. There's all these rhymes. And the last page of this book is my favorite. And (laughs) if you get your hands on it, you'll know why. So hush a tie lullaby. Another favorite board book is Pancakes, Pancakes. I already mentioned Brown Bear, Brown Bear, What Do You See? and The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Both of those were illustrated by Eric Carle. Pancakes, Pancakes was written and illustrated by Eric Carle. And first of all, you should know that you cannot go wrong with Eric Carle. He's written some of the most iconic books, picture books of all time for children. But Pancakes, Pancakes is one of my favorites. And it's a little bit less well-known, although I think it should be a staple on your on your shelf. It's follows the story of Jack as he needs to gather all the ingredients his mother needs to make him a simple pancake for breakfast. From threshing the wheat to collecting the eggs to milking the cow. (laughs) Everything that needs to be done to make the pancakes. Um, Really lovely illustrations. And of course, the very last, last step of all is the best. Pancakes, pancakes. 
And you should be able to find this one at your local library, but this is also worth having on your shelf. And I should say, um, you know, for zero to threes, another reason it's nice to have a small collection instead of a huge collection is that then you can own them because if they're putting the books in their mouths, you do not want them to get those from the library because like gross, right? So it's better to have maybe a, a collection of eight to 10 books that are their very own that they can chew on without you worrying about it than rotating the books constantly from the library. The Mother Goose version that's my own personal favorite is Richard Scarry. And you know Richard Scarry, right? He, he's the illustrator and creator of the Busy Town books. But the, his version of Mother Goose is just my personal favorite. There are a lot of wonderful versions of Mother Goose. I think we have several different collections in our own home. There's one by Sylvia Long that's really well done, a gorgeous version by Scott Gustafson that's really well done. Of course, Tommy DePaola has his own version of Mother Goose. And all of the rhymes are either the same or similar in all of these books, but the illustrations are different. So I would just go to your local bookshop or hop online or go to your library and look at a few different versions of Mother Goose and see which illustrations most appeal to you and your kids. And keep a collection of Mother Goose on the shelf. You will, after you've read it a few times, be able to recite several of the rhymes to your child, which is really lovely to be able to recite them during bath time or while they're eating or while you're buckling them into the car seat. It can be a really lovely way to include some beautiful language into your everyday. Now, I list a whole lot of my favorite books for zero to three-year-olds in the Read Aloud family in chapter 12. You'll find the books I just recommended along with a whole bunch more. So you don't want to miss that. So go ahead and get your hands on the Read Aloud family to see all my best recommendations for zero to three-year-olds. And if you've missed some of these episodes of the Read Aloud Revival, episode 19 is called Reading Aloud to Toddlers, The Why and How. And episode 35 is called Reading Aloud with Toddlers and Other Littles Underfoot. And both of those episodes will be helpful to you if you have any kids who are zero to three in your home. We'll put links to those in the show notes of today's podcast. The show notes for today are going to be at readaloudrevival.com slash 94, just the number 94. And when you go to the show notes, you'll find links to the books I recommended, as well as links to those other episodes that you'll find helpful and some helpful tips for reading aloud with your zero to three-year-olds. Now it's time for Let the Kids Speak. This is my favorite part of the podcast, where kids tell us about their favorite stories that have been read aloud to them. Hi, my name is Shannon. I'm five and a half. I live in Virginia. My favorite book is Matilda. I like it because she she ran off and set, and went and set out to the library to get her own books. And I like when she read all of them. And I like her laugh. Hi, what's your name? Kate. And how old are you, Kate? A bite a mouse. Your favorite part in the napping house is when he bites the mouse. And how old are you? I'm one. You're two. And you're from Beatrice, Nebraska. Uh-huh. What is your name? Esther. Esther? Yeah. Montgomery? And how old are you? Two. Where do you live? In Johnny. Oklahoma. 
And what is your favorite book? The Priest with Dirty Clothes? Yeah. What do you like about The Priest with Dirty Clothes? You do like it? Yeah. Is it a good story? Yes. Hello, my name is Jane Montgomery. I am nine years old. I live in Shawnee, Oklahoma. My favorite book is The Green Ember. I like The Green Ember because Pickett defeats Red Eye Garlickson. Hi, my name is Ella and I'm 10 and I live in Minnesota. And my favorite book is The All of a Kind Family by Sydney Taylor because the oldest character, the oldest sister, her name is Ella and my name is Ella too. And she has very similar personality type to me. And I really feel like she's me, kind of. Hello, my name is Madeline Barton, and I am eight years old, and I live in Minnesota. And then my favorite Winnowag book is The Lord of the Rings, and I really like how the adventure and excitement in it. Hello, my name is Piper. My age is six. I live in Kokomo, Indiana. My favorite book is The Penderex because Jeffrey and Hound save her when she runs her away. What's your name, honey? Pippa. It's Pippa. How old are you, Pippa? I'm three, but almost four. Yes. And what's your favorite book, Pippa? Emma and Julia love ballet. And what's your favorite thing about that book? It's because the part where they dance on stage and stuff. They dance on stage. And what's, what dancer I like the best is Julia. She's the only one that has all kinds of colors of the roses on her dress. But the other ones just have green on the Uh dresses. And do you remember who made that book? Bella McClintock. And where are you from, Pippa? Connecticut. Connecticut. My name is Emma, and I live in Colorado, and... I'm fine, and my favorite book is Fragrance of Florida, and my favorite part about it is the spiders get lost and find their way back. My name is Enoch, I'm seven years old, and I live in Colorado. My favorite book is Thunderous by Sid Hoth. My favorite part about it is he goes away and he just finds to come back. My name is Isaiah Emerson. I'm 15 years old. And one of my favorite books is The Tagron. The series is called Redwall. The author's name is Brian Jakes. The storyline is a family of otters and the dad took his otter babe for his first swim in a river and a varmint pack saw the dad and son and they shot the dad and took the otter babe for a son thank you thank you kids i always love hearing which books you are loving most 
Hey, we are going to be continuing with this series on the lowdown of reading aloud with various ages. So next week, we'll be back with episode 95 on the lowdown on reading with kids age four to seven. That will be followed by an episode on reading aloud with kids eight to 12 and an episode on reading aloud with teens. All that good stuff is coming to you right here on the Read Aloud Revival. If you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, head to your podcast app and click subscribe. That way you'll know right when a new episode is ready for you. And don't forget to get your hands on the brand new book, The Read Aloud Family. If you would contact your local library and request that they buy the book, that will help us get this message and this Read Aloud message to so many more families all over the world. Usually you can go online to request that your library purchase a book for the collection. And that just makes it so that those who are not able to buy the book can read it. I would love to help as many families as possible start reading aloud with their kids from babies all the way up till teens. And I think this is the way we change the world. Thanks so much for listening. I will be back next week with an episode on reading aloud with kids who are four to seven. In the meantime, go make meaningful and lasting connections with your kids through books. Thank you.